I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Welcome back to the show. It's another Tuesday again, ladies and gentlemen. Tuesday, that nothing day. It's not the first day of the week. It's not the hump day. It's a nothing day. But here we've got a fun day for you on the podcast. Your friend and mine, Jenna, is back again. And I am delighted to bring to you a fantastic, wonderful individual, an ultra marathon runner who's done crazy six day runs. Who does that? Delighted to bring to you Anna Harding from YouTube's The Running Channel. Delighted to have her on the show. If you want to get in touch with the show, ladies and gentlemen, drop me an email at hellostevopodcast at gmail.com. You can follow me on social media at hellostevo on Instagram, Twitter and TikTok or Stephen Mullen Comedy on Facebook. We have so many things to get to today and so little time. Yes, congratulations, ladies and gentlemen. You have made it back. It's yet another... Well, it's uh, look, let's not lie. It's Monday when I'm recording this, and as I'm looking out the window, it's got sunny again. Yes! I tell you what, last week in this country, in Ireland, on this island, on the edge of the... The bloody, the, the, the mainland of Europe, it was depressing. It was depressing last week. And I've, I've talked to a few people about that in the, in the street and stuff. And we all said, yeah, this weather is depressing. I think we got too used to the lovely, beautiful, sunny weather. But it really, it really brought the whole lockdown situation home. And last week was no good. But the sun is back out today. So trying to embrace it. My girls are back out on the... The back roof of the extension, sunbathing themselves. <laughs> you can take the girls out of Portugal, but you can't take Portugal out of the girls. Isn't that what they say? That's what the old saying goes. My issue is raw nipples. Now, I haven't just said this for the crack. Genuinely, nipple situation going on over here. And nipples have not been a problem in my life ever. Now, I've kind of heard of nipple chafing in the past, I think in the subconscious, it's something that you don't wouldn't really pay attention to. You wouldn't think, like, I've never had a problem with nipple... Okay, maybe in the 90s when you bought a football jersey, like I was an Arsenal fan, and in the 96-97 season, they embroidered, 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 I don't know, one of those, you know what I mean, the crest of Arsenal onto the breast of the shirt... But it was it was so harshly sewn in that the back of the crest was quite harsh, loads of little bits of thread and stuff, and it would rub off your nipple, and you would get quite sore. But not to the extent of the issue that I am having now at the moment with both my nipples. I mean, that, that Arsenal jersey only happened one season, do you know what I mean? I've just 20-plus years after that of following Arsenal, I've never had a problem with my with my left nipple. But the situation I am in now is a situation of two... two uh, Red Raw is probably... Um, is probably accurate, but also, like, there's a, there's literally... There's, there's, there's been blood-like. And um, I don't know. I, I thought it was an age thing for a bit, but it is fucking painful. Excuse my French! It is absolutely... So how do you get Red Raw nipples? How do you get nipple chafing as an issue... 
like I've seen runners, like ultramarathon runners and all that kind of stuff, having plaster over their nipples when they take off their shirt. And I'm like, that's ridiculous. And lo and behold, Muggins over here has a bad, I've so bad, they're so sore. Like the end, there's like, uh, um, uh, hold on, look at them. No, yeah, it's kind of, it's not just the end tip, it's kind of lower. It's on the on the underside of the nipple. That's like, it's a graze. It's, oh, so painful. And I think it's because as the good father that I'm on, I've been putting, uh, that I am, I've been putting the effort into putting my daughter to sleep. And she, like, if you've got kids out there, this might be normal enough to you, but she has a thing where she likes to, to soothe herself. <laughs> <laughs> to go to sleep, she she flicks somebody's nipple. Now, I say somebody's, not just random strangers. She's not going out looking for somebody's nipple to go, here, I need to go to sleep. Can I have a loan of your nipple? No, it's generally her mother's nipple. That comes from back to breastfeeding when she was getting breastfed, and then she stopped the breastfeeding, but then she still had, like, as a comfort, she'd, like, she'd sit in her mummy's lap and put her hand underneath and play with her mommy's nipple. Now, obviously... There's, obviously there's nothing wrong with that you know i like to play with her mammy's nipple too however um the, it, it it crosses over to me as well so i've been putting her to sleep in the last week it's kind of been a bit of a change uh, and i'm putting her to sleep as well but she likes to play with my nipples as well and next thing the next day i'm going out for my long run i'm about 7k into it and i'm going jesus christ Right, this is the last thing that you think is going to happen on a run, by the way, as well. You think you're going to, I'll need water, I'll need some sugar, I'm getting weak, am I going to be able to finish this run? All those normal things that you think are going to happen on a run, no. I'm here going, Jesus, my nipples are fucking killing me. And it's not a thing that you can stop running either. I suppose you could, but it's still sore, so you just keep running. Good fuck. And then you get back to the shower, and you've run, you're running water over your raw nipples, the... Jesus, the pain of it. Now I know there's going to be plenty of you out there that have breastfed and going to and they're going to be sending in messages going, yeah, now you know how it feels. Now you know how it feels to have red raw fucking nipples. It is awful. Oh, I was thinking of doing the thing that they say to do when you are breastfeeding to put some lettuce leaves in there, but I don't have a bra, so if I just put lettuce leaves in there, they're just going to fall down. I'm not going to start wearing a bra. But hey, my day can't be that bad if that's the stresses of my life, red, raw nipples. What are you going to do, huh? What are you going to do? i tell you what I'm going to do. I got the chafing wax. It's called Body Glide, which I started using for my inner thighs because that happened as well. I got, like, I had no idea that these... I've never had freaking chafing problems with my inner thighs either, but these are the things that happen when you're doing endurance running. So... I have to put it on my thighs now, but now I have to put it on my nipples as well. Not just for running, I've got to put it on my nipples in daily life at the moment now because wearing anything is hurting me. I'm just wearing a t-shirt now and it's hurting, so I have to lean forward so it doesn't touch my nipples. Anyway, thank you to everybody who sent, the, who enjoyed uh, the Patreon video uh, Friday past. I'm actually genuinely proud of myself. Who knew that you could make an... In- entertaining video and the video the storyline of the video revolves around dog shit that is true that's what it was (laughs) and i didn't even plan to do that but it just worked out well but thank you for all the messages from all the patrons who enjoyed that video delighted that you enjoyed it i'm getting good at the editing haven't i i'm getting i really i'm enjoying it um So I'm going to keep working away at those videos, doing some vlogs and other bits and pieces for the Patreon. uh, And eventually I'll start to I will start to release them out into the world and they'll be up on YouTube as well. And as the patrons already know, part of the whole camera thing and the vlogging and the making the funny videos um, is because we are also going to start filming the podcast. Oh, it's so exciting. I think it is exciting because I've got some cool creative ideas for it and the way that's going to be done. So tomorrow, actually, when you guys get this podcast, when this podcast is released, I will be recording the first video podcast. Now, I know a lot of you are wondering, where is his big fancy studio going to be? Well, you hold on to your hats, ladies and gentlemen, because you are in for a surprise. (laughs) 
but I'm excited about it. I think that the there's so many. I mean, I do it myself, and I've talked to so many people. So many people watch podcasts. Isn't that mental? Because I know the whole thing is like a relationship with with me in your ears right now. Like you're you're commuting. You've got earphones in. You're just listening to me, and that's the way it works. But there's something about watching a podcast as well that people love. Like I remember when live podcasts first started. When you'd go to to live podcasts, I thought, well, what a fucking ridiculous thing that is. But it's great. People love it. So I've been I've been had it in the back of my mind for ages kind of waiting on the right time and getting the right equipment and all that kind of stuff and now we're well we're there we're ready we're good to go and i'm excited to to be to record the first podcast to film the first podcast this week and we've got a very special guest for it um i'm delighted to to say and um yeah i mean hopefully i uh, here's me kind of going i hope to have the first podcast video one up next week i hope it happens and it's not one of those technical things that going i'll be on the podcast next week going yeah sorry guys sorry about that sorry i didn't uh, do that because i forgot to plug something in i forgot to charge something but hey so there you go thank you to all the patrons if you want to uh, become a patron of this podcast if you want to support me as an independent artist as the fella says if you want to support me as an independent artist just click on the Patreon link and you become a patron of the show and you can do so by the by buying me a coffee a month. Um, thank you to... Oh, and welcome to Alex. Alex is the new patron who came on board as well. So you're very welcome on board. Um, delighted to have you on board. And when you sign up to Patreon, you get extra podcasts, you get the videos, you get extra video stuff. But um, there's, yeah, there's also loads of podcasts already, already there for you. Good to go. So we had the vlog last week that I did about, that was it wasn't about dog shit but it kind of ended up being a cool story about dog shit. Uh, before that we had uh, the week before we had Hello Steve O Plus Jenna was on to talk about literally Jenna actually predicted the things that were going to happen in the states. She was talking about uh, people going to pull to pull down statues and um, because of our friends that were living in certain towns and sure enough literally 3 days after Jenna said that she thought that was going to happen it happened in Bristol. So there you go. So welcome to Alex, and thanks to all the patrons. Um, and shout out to all the new listeners to the podcast: Lorna Tone, sorry, Lorna Toner, Connor McDee, Aiden Heavey, who's all the way. Aiden's all the way out in Seoul, County Korea. <laughs> wow, Seoul is supposed to be my friend Niall, who's been on the podcast, um, the Coffee Head. He was out in Seoul doing a coffee competition. Actually, it's supposed to be absolutely wonderful and amazing out there so uh, i hope you're safe and well over there aiden uh thanks for listening shout out to Eva as well who has the my favorite instagram profile photo where she's kissing gunosaurus now that's a very specific niche character that only certain people are going to know gunosaurus is uh, the official mascot of arsenal football club so it's a dinosaur dressed up in a in an Arsenal costume, and Arsenal's nickname is the Gunners. So that's why he's called Gunnosaurus. He's a he's a dinosaur. And Eve is there in her profile photo, shifting him. Jesus. And fair play, Truck, because he's a tall dinosaur. She's up there getting the wear on, getting her tongue in there. <laughs> so shout out to Eva, you're very welcome. Uh, welcome to Paddy du- pa- Paddy Tuffy as well. Paddy is doing some really cool stuff. You should check it out on Instagram. Odyssey Coffee Roasters. They're a brand new coffee roasters. Uh, not based in Dublin. I think what they're doing is... I could be wrong. Paddy, message me and correct me. I think what they're doing is they're using different roasteries around the world. And they're roasting coffee. And then they're kind of delivering it out through through Dublin. So they're finding different ways of brewing different kind of flavors of coffee, roasting different flavors of coffee. So shout out to Paddy. Thanks for listening, my man. And shout out to Nicola Prendergast as well. Loads of people have been getting in touch about the Waffle House. The Waffle House, yeah? I am glad you are enjoying the Waffle House. I don't know why I want to talk in this accent when I'm talking about the Waffle House. But... Um, waffle is like a very, you know, is it German or Belgian? I don't know. <laughs> You've all been enjoying the Waffle House. Thank goodness. The Waffle House, for those of you who don't know, is a podcast that I'm now doing with Des Bishop and Joanne McNally, two comedians extraordinaires. 
And the three of us, I, I did realize this the other day, the three of us are in three different countries at this moment in time, but I actually don't think there will ever be a time where the three of us, will, well, not ever, but where the three of us are going to be in the same room. It's going to be very rare that that would happen. Um, so uh, it's kind of cool. We, we kind of record it on Zoom because that's not necessarily about lockdown. We're all in three different countries anyway, so we're going to be doing this anyway. Um so who knows? We might get together the next year if the Vodafone Comedy Festival comes back or Kilkenny Cat Laughs or something. We might be able to put on a, a live Waffle House performance, yeah? Um, but it's been great crack. Great crack. I don't think we've gotten into too much trouble yet. We've gotten into a bit of trouble. But it's just great hanging out with other comics and having the crack. Um, so you're welcome if you've come from the over to Hello Steve podcast from the Waffle House. Delighted, delighted to have you here. Um, and yes, we are going to get the bloody branding sorted and all that kind of stuff. I'm talking to somebody tomorrow about it. I've ended up with that job. Um, we've got, we have had messages about here's what you could do for the branding. Blah, 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 blah. Um, so anyway, I'm just delighted that we got a fucking name for the podcast. Well, how long did that take? Six months. But anyway, it's now called the Waffle House. It's called the Waffle House. I gotta stop doing that. I'm just looking through my notes here. I think. Oh yeah, shout out to James Morrissey as well, who I um, was chatting to earlier on. James Morrissey is an ultra runner. I am fascinated. I know you know it's becoming a running theme on the show. Pardon the pun. It's becoming a running theme on the show, running and ultra running. And uh, James is also an ultra runner. And again, I'm re I'm, I'm being educated in how it is such a big competitive sport here in Ireland and how Ireland has some of the best ultra runners in the world. Ultra running, if you don't know, is a marathon, basically, that's generally trails or mountains and it has to be 30 plus miles at least but but like lots of people do 100 mile marathons it's fucking nuts 100 mile ultra marathons but i was chatting to james about all the running stuff and um he's in the middle of training a fella to do 10 marathons in 10 days holy shit balls i'm in the middle of all my training at the moment and i'm just trying to get up to what am i trying to get up to a marathon is only 26 miles 26.2 miles this guy, a guy is trained to do 10 in 10 days. Good fuck. But anyway, shout out to James. Great to chat to you, my man. And uh, I've been chatting to a few ultra runners. I'm going to get an ultra runner on the show. I mean, technically, we have an ultra runner on the show today. So uh, you're going to really enjoy the conversation that I had with Anna, the runner, Anna Harding. She's so nice. She's so cool. The, their YouTube channel is absolutely fantastic. If you're thinking about getting into running, it's so accessible. It's for everybody. There's nothing intimidating about it. They're just cool people. Sound out. And they're not cool in the bad way. They're not trying to be hipsters. They're not, you know, loads of tattoos up and down their arms with a sense of entitlement. No. They're nice people. Speaking of nice people, I promised you, of course, I'd give her a shout back because you've all sent her lovely birthday messages. So, of course, I was going to give her a bell to say happy birthday. And here is your friend and mine, the wonderful Jenna Logan. Well, Stephen. Well, well, well. What do you know? What do I know indeed? It is today Scorchio. El Scorchio, and which you helped me out with amazingly with your, thank you for the kombucha, we can't name the place, but I went to Jenna's place of work and she um, quenched my thirst with a beautiful kombucha. Yes. Yeah, that's that. And in the latest news, um, I, ju- I ju- it just got announced there online. I just saw it on the airwaves. I saw it on the airwaves. Does it make sense? Ar- Ireland, finally, Ireland has a government. Have you got any feelings on that at all, Jenna? Oh, did we get one? God, that just snuck right by me. <laughs> well, they certainly didn't consult me. Um, <laughs> Jenna for president. That would be great. Yeah. Um, I, I'm sorry. I actually haven't seen this. I knew it was in the works. I knew yeah. it was coming down the pike. Yeah, but uh, what's happened? Who's I mean, friends with who? I mean, so they've all gone. Fine Gael, Fianna Fáil, and the Green Party have gone into coalition. But even so far, what I'm reading on what's been announced by the time this goes out, obviously it'll be clearer. But they're talking about it being a rotating T shock that they'll take turns as to who's the T shock. 
You are kidding me. Yeah, well, that's that's what's been suggested at this moment in time, but that's hilarious, isn't it? Shift it work. It is hilarious because now I instantly think about, okay, three T-Shocks on like a giant lazy Susan and they just keep revolving, going around <laughs> and around. Who will it be today, children? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they'll be arguing as to whose time it is and who's like, you know, no, it's my lunch break now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, I want the key to the executive bathroom. I know, it's ridiculous. Um, <laughs> By the way, the listeners have in many uh, numbers sent you their birthday wishes and I didn't sorry I didn't get down to get back to you earlier on that but a belated happy birthday Jenna well that is really kind thank you Stephen and thank you listeners um <laughs> That's really sweet. I'm, I'm really touched to hear that. So thanks, everybody. It was a great day. Uh, and by great, I mean just like every other day for the past <laughs> three months. Because every day is great, Jenna. <laughs> every day is great. Every day is a gift, a goddamn gift. Um, yeah, so it was work. It was home. It was a beautiful meal provided uh, by my friend, Yessa, who dropped it off the day before. Oh, beautiful. It, what was that? She made me this fresh artichoke sauce. Mm. All I had to do was boil up some pasta and toss it all together. It was gorgeous. Amazing. Thank you, Nessa. That's very kind. It was. It was so kind of Nessa. And she gave me a massive bottle of homemade limoncello. Oh. Yeah. Is that legal? I know. I know, exactly. (laughs) She gave me moonshine. (laughs) Um, No, she made limoncello, and my God, it is both delicious and, shall we say, potent. Oh, wow. yeah, so I'll be I'll be nursing that one for a while, and by that I mean it'll be gone by next this time next week. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it was it was a lovely evening. Um, yeah, there we go. And Another your, year rolls on. Your birthday present? Well, you've already used it. You were saying to me your cookery class. Oh yes. Yeah, so the partner who shall not uh, be named. The uh, lover, but so, anyway. Yeah, so it was so kind and got me an online cookery class with um, my favorite online cookery class teacher, well, really the only one that I know, (laughs) Rosa Jackson, down in Nice in France. And she does this um, amazing course. So I did a class with her on Friday and made beautiful little stuffed vegetables, Le Petit Farci. And, uh, oh, my God, they were absolutely delicious. I like Farsi, but I like when they're Le Petit, you know? Yes, exactly. Because when they're Le Gros... (laughs) Nobody wants them. Yeah. What what is her name again? Her name is Rosa Jackson, and the name of her school is actually Le Petit Farci. Wow. So you can find her online. She's got a great website and lots of good information. And was it in a class setting? Like, was it a Zoom call of a few people, or did you get one-to-one, like? No, um, it was a Zoom call. She has um, a kitchen down in Nice where she does all of her work, like an office kitchen. Mm -hmm. And um, I was on the class with four ladies, all in the States, and all sisters who were all over the States, Delaware, Chicago. Actually, I don't know where the other two were. But um, they'd been taking uh, the course, the, the whole series of classes with Rosa all week. So it was nice, you know, they were really chatty and everybody was very loose and yeah, it was just a fun couple hours. Oh, that's cool. That's really yeah. cool. That's weird that 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 so that four or five American women have got in touch with this woman in France, like that they're into this particular woman in France's cooking. Well, I'll be honest, the one time I took a class with her in person in Nice, um, I think there were about, what, eight to ten of us and I'd say most, like, Five, six of the people there were all Americans. Oh, wow. Because, because she's Canadian and she's been living in Nice for years and years and years. Right. And has this school. And I just think, um, yeah, she's got a lock, you know, on the North Americans. Nice. Uh, we like that she speaks English. Uh, it's all very accessible. It's really about language. It's like, oh shit, is this going to be in French? Because I don't know, parlez-vous. You know what I'm saying? Parlez-vous. <laughs> so, um, yeah, but she's great. She's just a really nice person. Oh, that's, that's cool. And you were telling me, when you gave me the kombucha today, you told me some news that's kind of exciting. I don't know if you want to share about the possibility of a new podcast for you. Oh my God. Yeah, well, this... 
Well, it's not my podcast. I have a, a good friend who um, is, I don't know how much to say. Anyway, he's <laughs> thinking of starting up a very casual podcast. Nothing professional like you, Stephen. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, but he wants to do a thing on art, and he's asked me, would I contribute uh, art in film? And uh, you know I can talk some wanky film talk, so I was like, I have a, a format in my mind already. <laughs> um, yeah, so we'll see. If that comes to pass, and this is just if, I will certainly keep everyone updated. Did, you, did your friend know that you had been doing some podcasting already? Yes, he does know that. Right, so I has he... I don't know if he, he listens to them, but he does know <laughs> I'm doing that. <laughs> but I'm telling like, you, this is kind of news that I thought would happen earlier on in your podcasting career that everyone was going to go, Jenna, or, or at least I thought you'd be inspired that you'd be doing it yourself because, look, the listeners love you. You've got fans out there. I mean, I can't wait till the day that we actually do a live podcast and people do come and Jenna gets that cheer when she walks out on stage. Oh. Because you know how I need that, like, self-confidence boost. You're totally aware. Like, Jenna really needs people. You'll be like, everybody gets, gets 10% off ticket prices. And she's not getting fine like i'm willing to take it she's not getting the booze from her lover at home so she needs to go podcast don't repeat that listeners (laughs) anyway (laughs) um hey i have a quick uh summer recipe for you let's amazing because the Antoine has been going down very well. Although people have been... Here's what disgusts me. People were sending me pictures of jars of it that they just bought. And I was like, oh, I didn't know we could just buy it. It's not the point, people. Okay? Jenna's recipe is special. Come on, guys. Come on, guys. It's, it's one of those specialty foods that you can find at, like, you know, your, your gourmet food hall that charges way too much money for organic broccoli. But yeah. just make the damn shit at just home. make it at it's home. It's easy. Um, but here's my recipe. This is good for um, a scorching hot day like we're having in Dublin today, which is take a cold glass of water and put a slice of cucumber in it. <laughs> Fun! Oh my God. So delicious. That's such a throwback, Jenna, because that's what a year ago when I started going over to your place to do podcasts, I'm pretty sure that's what we were having cucumber water. I know, but we didn't give the recipe. We so didn't, I felt that's like right. I needed to share that. Do we have to weigh out the cucumber? It's Just. even better. It looks better if you have like a vegetable peeler and you can take a long strip of it and then put that in your water. <laughs> I thought, yeah, that's what you did before. I thought what you were going to say there is just put a cucumber into a jug and that's it. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Don't peel it. Don't do anything. Just dump it right in there. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, Jenna, ho- hopefully next week or soon. I think we're allowed to do this in each other's houses, aren't we? Is, is that allowed now? <sighs> I'm, what? I mean, po- podcasting. Podcast. Oh, my God. Um, yes, of course. Uh, I'll have to have you come back over. Oh, my God. I'll have to do like a post-lockdown cleaning. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Just been fucking like shedding all over this apartment for the past three months. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Definitely. Let's if do it. Can, you need to come over here. Let's do it. I'll have face masks. Okay. Take yes. care, Jenna. See you soon. Okay. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Yes. I am genuinely looking forward to being able to uh, be podcasting with other people in the room again. Because, fuck me, the whole Zoom situation is amazingly handy on one hand because you can talk to other people from all over the world. But on the other hand, it's kind of, it's, it's, a, different, it's, a, it's a different skill in itself, doing it over Zoom. There might be delays, you might have to pause, blah, 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 blah. I mean, that, like, to be fair... I wouldn't have been able to chat to Anna Harding from The Running Channel if it wasn't for Zoom. So on that level, I am glad that um, I was able to do that and have that opportunity to do that. On the other hand, I'm much better with people in the room. I've talked about... Ooh, sorry, burp there. I talked about it before, and I am and I mean it in... like in. I was the same with dating. I was never good at Tinder because I'm not a good texter. However, I am good in the room. Now that's, you made that dirty, not me. I am good one-on-one with, that's not a great way of saying it either. I'm good on a date in real life is what I'm saying. Not that I'm looking for one right now. Not right now, ever, okay? In case you heard that. But 
I am looking forward to getting in the room with other people again and 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 having the crack. And my first one, my first recording is tomorrow. And we will be doing filming the podcast for that, and that's exciting. But like, I'm excited to just do it again properly because it feels like it's a very very different thing. It's me on my own on the microphone. So. As part of the challenges with the Zoom whole thing, I haven't quite nailed sound in this situation. And Anna, after we did the interview, had given me some fantastic tips of um, ways of of being able to record with high, high, high sound quality. Because not just using the Zoom app doesn't work. Um, and the way that we do it with, and everyone will say, "Why don't you just do the same as what you do in the Waffle House?" That's different because we have our own all. We have our own recording equipment at home, so we record it individually. So anyway, you don't need to be knowing about this shit. This is a long way around of saying, "Look, I'm apologizing that the sound isn't as great as it could be," and I'm apologizing to Anna more than anybody else because she's such a professional. She's working with actual professionals all the time, and here's me just. Not getting the sound up to scratch. It, but it's not easy. There's a lot of technicalities to it. It was such a joy, though, to, to be able to sit down and chat with, to her. What a wonderful person. And I'm just... I'm so excited to talk to people that do the things that she has done. This woman has done the craziest ultra marathon, um, possibly ever. I don't know. It's, it's up there with some of the craziest ultra marathons that you can do. Six days she was out there. In If you watch the movie on YouTube, all the links will be in the description to this podcast. What a journey it is. The, it wasn't as if it was sunny, nice weather either. It, there was crazy weather for some of what she had to go through. So thank you again so much to Anna for coming on and chatting about all things running, but the running channel, but also her own story. It's really interesting how she ended up in running. What I love about her, I didn't know this before I chatted to her, is that she hasn't been running that long. She has actually got into it fairly recently, and that um, that kind of fact does make what she does on the running channel more accessible to people that are thinking of starting and getting into running and have negative thoughts about it in their head. She's so cool. So thanks again to Anna. We're really going to enjoy this conversation. A wonderful story. She's a wonderful person. A great life story. And uh, yeah, enjoy Anna Harding from The Running Channel. Thank you so much for, for joining me. As I was saying to you earlier, I'm a big fan of the channel. It's weird to meet you for the first time on Zoom because I've been watching you guys for a couple of months now. So it's genuinely a pleasure. I feel like I'm meeting a celebrity, Anna. Oh, for goodness sake, don't. But what I would say is when you now go back and watch the running channel, don't try and talk to the videos. Yeah. I'm not going to be able to talk to you. Hey, Anna, my good pal. <laughs> <laughs> so well, we've, we've over the course of lockdown, I've myself have gotten into running. Loads of the listeners have gotten into running. And you've been a huge uh, access point for me to learn about it, to do the right things and all that kind of stuff. But I wanted to ask you, where did your journey in running start? So my journey in running actually starts a lot uh, sooner in recent times. I was very bad at running. <laughs> sooner in recent times. <laughs> I tried to be clever there. I have basically, what I'm trying to say is I haven't been running for that long. And I think a lot of people, if they have watched the running channel or they sort of see my social media, they might think, oh, yeah, she's been running for ages. But I actually started running in January 2017. Okay, so right. Years. Right. Okay. So, and what is it that got you into running? So there were a number of things uh, that came around around that time, um, and I think a lot of people who I speak to who start running kind of get into running because of a big life change. Um, so it might be for me, it was I was heading towards thirty. Um, <clears throat> yeah, <clears throat> okay. yeah, like um, we talked about this already, you do not look anywhere. <laughs> You looked, if I can use the term, you look disgustingly young, Anna, to be honest with you. You look oh, like you've just well. finished school. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so I was heading towards 30 and I was like, oh, quite fancy doing a marathon before I'm 30. Right. Like all those kind of ticket off your bucket list things. Yes, yes. Um, a very good friend of mine sadly died. Uh, he was He was killed on a night out. And so that was quite a, a turning point for me of making the most of my life. So I was like, right, yep, I'm going to do this marathon to make the most of my life and also raise some money in in Rob's memory. Okay. Um, and I also had a relationship breakup of uh, from a guy that I was with for seven years. So it was pretty right. like, catastrophic to me at the time. Absolutely. So those three things were like, right, 
Go out and run. So that all, so that all, that all culminates at the seven-year relationship. That's pretty serious. You're coming to the end of your thirties. You're thinking about life and uh, what am I going to do with my life or what am I going to achieve my life? And, and you lose so uh, losing a friend all at the, all around the same time. Yeah, my um, goodness. So that was kind of. I ended up having a lot of free time, uh, a lot of thinking time. Finding running was my thinking time and my kind of time to put everything in my head into kind of like little boxes and work my way through them um but also train for a marathon from going so most people do couch to 5k um i did couch to marathon wow (laughs) how long was that was that period of going from couch to marathon how long did that take so i signed up for the marathon in the january of 2017 and probably pretended to run a little bit for the first month then I signed up and joined a local running club where I was living in Yorkshire. Okay. Um, and I did my first session with them on Valentine's Day. Oh, 2017. wow. Was that a real moment of like, you know, I'm going to go do something positive on this day rather than think about relationships past? Exactly. And it was like, well, I'm going to go and do, do my first session. The people who turn up are probably all going to be single as well. So I might meet somebody. Um, nice. And also, you know, I, I feel actually like it's quite symbolic of my love for running started on Valentine's Day. Oh, that's a, be- yeah, that's a beautiful way of pulling it. Yeah, absolutely. How did that first session on Valentine's Day go? It was horrible. I wanted to <laughs> die at the end of it. Honestly, it was, um, so it was like hill reps. Oh. So my first introduction to running was like running up a hill really hard. Yeah. Um, which was awful. But they gave me chocolate at the end because it was Valentine's Day. Oh, wow. So that's like, nice. If you're going to give me chocolate every week, I'll come back. <laughs> what about the what about the, the, the love front with the, the romance on that front? Did you find anyone in Yorkshire in that um, running club? No. So, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> are you saying no, are you saying no of that for the interview sorry i just love the gossip i love love stories like that <laughs> so i did date a couple of people from my running club okay is that a good god i wish i was single now that sounds bad i'm gonna edit that out <laughs> but You're i just so mean <laughs> but that's so that is such a cool thing to do to meet people and have romances and all that kind of stuff that's so fun wow yeah and you've got a ready-made thing in common because yes. it's your hobby so yeah. you've got plenty to talk about yeah um so yeah running clubs are a great place to meet significant others so you start off valentine's day you're on the journey to the yep. marathon tw- yes. that's january into february 2017 where where when does this marathon happen uh may may <laughs> wow that's that's three months. That's full because I mean sometimes people would say like up to six months training for a marathon, um, and so you're just five months not even into running. Going, I'm going to do a marathon. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think I underestimated exactly how long it would take and what it would feel like to <laughs> yeah. train for a marathon. Okay, so how did it go? <laughs> you know what? It went really well. Actually, well done. Um, I like I like ticking things off lists and I downloaded their training program. So it was Edinburgh Marathon that I did my okay. first one and I downloaded their training program, ticked all the runs off. And that was that was really satisfying to me because it felt like I had the end goal. I like having an end goal to work to and, and, and see the journey as it sort of progresses. Yeah. Um so yeah, I I ran all of the sessions pretty much. Uh, that they told you to to run for a marathon because the thing was I was quite scared as well because I'd never done a marathon before and I thought yeah oh if I miss out one of these sessions does that mean I'm not going to make it to the end of this marathon okay okay yeah um bit of insight for you no it doesn't mean you won't make it to the end if you do want to skip a session skip a it's session. totally fine <laughs> it's fine <laughs> and- um so- yeah and then I I did Edinburgh Marathon in May 2017 um I did it in just over four hours and well done yeah epic yeah and what was it because i've watched you now because i think it was the new york marathon that you have on the running channel as well um which yeah. looks like a tough one it's quite a hilly one isn't it because going through the burrs and stuff like that looked like a tough yeah. one that was amazing to watch f- uh from my point of view for, for example when i think of marathon i think the exact same thing that you were probably thinking at the start like massively intimidated um like scary i find it scary to even think about it i did a half marathon there a couple of weeks ago and i was like oh okay and i can now start to begin to think about it (laughs) but it's scary at the start how many marathons have you gone on to do now 
so technically eight and i say technically wow. because i've done seven official ones okay and then during lockdown i did a backyard marathon back in april before okay. it got trendy right <laughs> okay and have and, and ha- so eight marathons in three years from not doing any running at all what's that like how does that feel like do you are you amazed at yourself or does it feel natural now it just feels like something that you do it's strange because when I talk to people about it, you kind of do get that reaction of, wow, that's loads. And like, yeah, it is loads. Um, but I think it just feels normal to me now. Like I probably wouldn't go out on a weekend. Uh, I wouldn't go out on a weekend and run a marathon. Yeah. I mean, I did during lockdown, but that's yeah. <laughs> that was for a video for the running channel. Yes. Um, but yeah, I think now, because I know I can do it, like, for example, I would never be able to do one for charity ever again, because my family and friends would just be like, why would I sponsor you to do a marathon? Because I know you can do it. Yeah, okay, I understand, yeah. So now... So, so yeah, it feels natural, I suppose. Yeah, I, so then also I looked at, I watched the movie, which was an absolute emotional roller coaster where you did an ultra marathon. Um, yeah. in, is this, am I right in saying it was in the Azores, was it? In the Azores Islands, yes. Um, so, yeah. which is... Uh, my other half is from Portugal, so it's like two hours off the coast of of Lisbon, essentially, um, yep. where you do this ultra marathon for how many how many days did you run for? Six days. Oh in, my! Back to back. My God! And I've I, I've watched so, I watched it, and it was like, whew, I'm even getting like it was so emotional. It was such a roller coaster. It was so tough. I mean, I'm in absolute awe of you doing that. Thank you. So yeah, that was 260 kilometers. Um, with some really long days. One of the long, the longest day was 78 kilometers in one go, oh. which is easily the hardest thing I have ever done, but equally the most satisfying. And right. I really felt like I had, like, I'm not going to say I found myself, that's wrong. Like, that's not, that's not quite how I felt. And it's really difficult to describe that mm-hmm. feeling of just proving to yourself that you you can do these really tough things. Mm. That's what I get from running all the time, is that just constantly proving that you can push yourself. Right. It's kind of like, I remember working, um, it's probably... It's not the same analogy, but I remember working as a chef uh, in in London, actually, for a short period in a great restaurant. But I was starting at the bottom and I remember working 18 hour shifts and being absolutely exhausted and kind of constantly going, when's my lunch break? When's the blah, blah? And there's no break. Everyone just kind of cracks on. And after a few days of doing that, what I learned, kind of what you're saying there, what I learned about myself is like, oh, I'm tougher than I even think I am. You know? Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's exactly it. It's that it's finding that and pushing those boundaries. So, for example, like for a running analogy, it's like, oh, well, I could never run a seven minute mile. But then you go out and try and run a seven minute mile really, really hard. And that's your limitation that you've set. And actually, what you might find is that you can run faster than seven minute miles. But in your head, you put that limitation on you. Right. And so... When you're doing an ultra, the only limitation is to get to the end so that you can have a sleep and start again. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, just pushing yourself past past what you even think is possible. It was like as I as I keep saying to everyone, and it's all on YouTube for for everybody to watch. I'll be putting the the links up for you guys to watch it as well. But um, it's, when I say emotional roller coaster, it was like some of the pain that you're in, some of the thing you're laughing now and smiling. So, because you're, la- I suppose, I suppose you're laughing back at yourself, but it was emotional. Yeah. It was emotional. Yeah, it was. And like watching it back. So, I, I just took the GoPro out with me every day. I knew that I was making this documentary series on it, and I knew that I needed to get enough content. I didn't want to kind of just cherry pick the best bits for example and there was one point on the longest day where I turned the GoPro on and I'm wandering along and I'm just having these thoughts about how I process things and I'm I'm feeling a bit down about everything and I'm about to talk to the camera and I step in the biggest boggiest pile of cow poo (laughs) honestly it's just like a swamp of cow poo (laughs) and I stop in my tracks and you can just see at that point that I am, I've had it. I've had enough of, yeah. of that entire day. That's it. And watching that back and realizing that state that I was in, I was so glad that I had the camera on at that point. And there are certain points where I'm crying or mm. I'm in pain. Yeah. You've got the physio strapping me up because yes. my foot's swollen up. And I'm, I'm just like, when I watch it back, I'm like, I I don't remember any of that bit. Really? And I'm glad that the cameras were rolling. Well, yeah, because 
I think as human beings, we are kind of programmed to to remember the good times, aren't we? A little bit. Yeah, yeah, I suppose, yeah. <laughs> wow. That... So I, I just remember the camaraderie and the campsite fun and my <laughs> tent mates and stuff. And then I watch it back and I'm like, God, I was in a world of pain. <laughs> That is amazing. I think they say that about childbirth as well. If you have a have a kid that you've immediately forget, like almost like in the, within the first week, all the pain that you just went through in labor because you got this other beautiful thing. So like completing an ultra is like having a baby is what you're saying, Anna. Right. That is what that is it. I'm stealing that phrase. I'm going to put that on a T-shirt. That's great. Yeah. yeah. The running and channel. Apologies out there to all of the amazing women who've gone through childbirth. I have no idea what it feels like. And I'm sure it's worse than doing an ultra. Yeah. It's. Um, yeah, I mean, th- what I loved about it and uh, was your raw, um, like, your raw- so do you, sorry, do you look back at the footage and go, I wish I had more happier stuff or do you, are you happy with, <laughs> with it? Oh, no, you're no, happy. No, I'm really happy okay. that I turned the camera on at the times okay. where it was so bad yes. because the whole point of wanting to do this is that I am a regular runner. I'm mid-pack. I'm not fast. I'm not elite. And you see all these incredible documentaries of mm. people like Courtney DeWalter and yes. Nick Spinks, who are my absolute heroes, yes. doing incredible ultras. But they're, you know, it's about how brilliant their running is. Mm. This documentary that I put together is about how bloody difficult it is to do an ultra. <laughs> yes. Um, and, and the ups and downs and the things that you experienced in it, mm. warts and all, I wanted it to be a completely true Yes portrayal of what that what it all feels like so i hope that's how it came across absolutely because i I loved the raw emotion of it and how honest you were even down to the physical things you're going like like you were struggling with your period on something like that as well and it's like you don't you don't hear anybody that's the kind of stuff that you do want to hear because there's so many things that you'd be wondering like other women will be wondering like how the fuck would i negotiate that if i had my period how would i do that and you're just out there warts and all honest about how you were dealing with everything it was absolutely fantastic yeah, I mean, the, the whole point of it as well is to just say that anything is possible if you put your mind to it. And if you break down those barriers and you you push through it and, and, and you know, it, it kind of showing my ways that I was pushing through it as well to hopefully give people tools of, of kind of coping if they find themselves in those yes. situations, like yeah. the period stuff and like my mum was messaging being like, you need to tell people where you go to the toilet. And I was like, okay, <laughs> I'm not going to film um, going like, to the toilet as well, ma'am. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. In a field, by the way. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, that was, that was the whole, the whole aim is that I, I want to encourage more people to push their boundaries, to explore and to just prove to themselves that they can do it. I, I fully believe that that running is, is accessible to everybody mm. and you don't have to run a marathon to be a runner, but you might want to try it. And if you want to try it, don't be scared about it. Like yeah. you can do it. You have to put some work into it, but you can do it. That's a, it's a amazing philosophy, and it's what I loved about the running channel. It wasn't when I came across it; there was nothing intimidating about it. It was very accessible, and you have people that are involved on the channel who are from all different walks of life, different experiences in running. Um, can you, I suppose, start off with like how did the running channel come about? How did that start? So the running channel came about, I was working as a journalist on the radio and I was doing an interview one day um, with Joe Pavey, the Olympian, and the PR company who'd arranged the press call, um, I spoke to them at the at the launch, obviously, at the interview and um, kind of made contact with them. And following that interview, I got a phone call from um, one of the guys who works, who, who set up the, the PR agency saying, hey, um, I want to set up a YouTube channel about running. And, um, you know, we've, we've met you and we think you'd be really cool to work on it. What do you think? So I was like, oh, yeah, that sounds great. I wish that resource was there for me. It doesn't feel like there is anything like it at the moment in the UK. There's some American stuff, but it's all very coachy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you don't call yourself Coach Anna. <laughs> yeah. No, hey, guys, I'm, I'm Coach, Coach Anna. Anna. <laughs> <laughs> one more rep, one yeah. more rep. <laughs> and those guys are great. It's just a different culture, isn't it? Everyone's Coach something, Coach something, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so... Uh, I said, yeah, I think this is a great idea. I think it's got legs. No pun intended. Um, <laughs> and 
and I I was like, oh, well, I work um, mornings because I was working on the breakfast show at that point on Heart. And I was like, I can come to you in the afternoons and do a bit of stuff here and there if you want me a couple of days or whatever. And they kind of said, well, no, actually, we were thinking more that you would be like full time and you would head this up. And I was like, oh, wow, like, quit my career in radio. So I've been working in radio since I was 16 years old at that point. Oh, so really? Like 15 years. OK. So I was like, oh, the news is really depressing. We had loads of stuff going on about terrorism and Brexit. And it, it had been getting me quite down, actually. And being exposed to negative stuff all the time can really start to, to weigh you down. Mm. So I did think, I was going to say long and hard about it, but it was, in my heart of hearts, it was always a yes. Obviously, I weighed up the pros and cons separate to it as well because you yeah. know it's my job yes um, definitely and sorry were you running at this stage at all or was this part of the so you were already running yeah so okay. i've been running probably about 18 months ish by then right okay um so yeah so they knew that i was a runner um and yeah so basically then i quit my job in radio and uh went over to the running channel so we spent about six months in the background kind of coming up with ideas with content um sounding people out, test piloting stuff. And then um, uh, then we launched. We hit, go, like, go, hit play on YouTube in October 2018. Right. And we had zero subscribers and zero <laughs> followers on any social media. Yeah. And it was the scariest day of my life. Wow. Do you feel that pressure? I mean, so six months working in the background, that's a lot of planning. So you're expecting your aim, you're gunning for big things. Um, yeah. And it's, it's, so it's a stressful first day. Yeah, it what? was. It was really exciting. We had cake. So it was fine. Oh, nice. That's always um, good. Yeah, we had cake with our with our logo on. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was everything. That whole six months, maybe a little bit long, maybe it was four, but... It was everything. It was the branding. It was the colours that we were choosing for our branding. It was setting up all of our social media channels. It was having conversations with YouTube about like getting a vanity URL and all these different right. kinds of things. Getting T-shirts. It took me like two months to try and find the right tech T-shirt with our logo on. Right. Like, wow. Yeah. So. And that stage, no, it's just yeah. it's just you, or were you gathering your team to kind of talk, uh, have on the channel as well the other characters that are involved in the story of the channel? Yeah, so we had three full time members of the team at that point. So there was myself on the content side. We have um, a wonderful videographer, uh, Tom, who does the filming and the editing. He's an absolute wizard at the the editing and stuff and the filming. Yeah, he's um, amazing. Uh, we miss him dearly at the moment because I'm having to self-shoot everything because I can't go and film with him. Um, <laughs> and then um, and then we have our CEO as well, um, Kate and Rick, who are also presenters on the channel. They're, um, they are our freelance presenters. They have other jobs as well. They actually both work in media as journalists as okay, well. Okay, right, okay. So that's, and, and, and the joy is getting the, and obviously then you have an Olympian there as well. Yes, Andy. We have an Olympian. So, yeah, so we've got a really nice spread on the team with Andy the Olympian. He was a 1,500-metre runner at the Olympics. He also is the park run world record holder. Oh, wow. Yeah. For, for what? For, for the same distance? 13.48 over 5K. Oh, wow. That's pretty That's pretty nippy, all right. Yeah. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's ridiculous. Um, so, yeah, so we've got Andy at that end. Then Kate's super fast. She's a sub-three-hour marathon runner. Oh, wow. Uh, she's got a Guinness World Record for the fastest uh, female animal bodysuit marathon. What's that? Animal bodysuit? Oh, running in, in, a, in a suit? Yeah, she ran as a panda at the London <laughs> Marathon. Yeah. <laughs> that's brilliant. <laughs> Yeah, she did it in like three and a half hours or something. She's rapid. That is amazing. Um, then you've got me, um, who's kind of like the middle pack, um, 353 marathoner. Wow. Does kind of any challenges that if you just say, oh, Anna, will you do this? It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then Rick as well. So Rick is kind of like, he's just, he's he's your average guy. He's like your park run on a Saturday, family guy enjoys his running probably doesn't want to do a marathon again he did london once and hated it right so. okay was it was that rick and you had the competition with the one hour and see so who could go the longest that was so yeah. funny that he was disgusted <laughs> <laughs> that was really great yeah that we did was... a whole series anna versus rick um we're both super competitive but also against each other right there is that 
deep rivalry. Was, um, so that was good fun. I was going to ask you that because uh, part of what can come across sometimes about sports and intimidating is people being overly competitive, but you don't come across like that. However... I did see it in that one-hour uh, challenge. I was like, oh, <laughs> these guys are getting competitive here. Um, is, is competitiveness an important part of getting into running, or do you think it's just part of the fun when you get into it after a while? I think it's a bit of both. Um, I would say, overall, like my, my competitiveness is just a lifestyle thing. Like I'm competitive at everything. Like You wouldn't want to play a game of Monopoly with right, me. Right, yes, yeah. Yeah, I feel um, yeah. Here's your brother. <laughs> <laughs> but when it comes to running, I think that the competition comes down to yourself and you're you're competing with yourself. Mm. There's no point in comparing yourself to somebody else because there are so many factors that can influence how well you run on any given day. You could be you could have had a terrible night's sleep. You could have had a terrible dinner the night before. Yeah. You might you know, there are so many things mm. and external factors. You might not run particularly well if it's hot or you might not run yes. particularly well if it's cold. So there's no point in comparing yourself to other people because it's completely, unless you're at the Olympics where it's first, second, third, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> if you're not competing for first, second, third, I kind of think there's not a lot of point in competing with other people. So yeah. you, with Parkrun, for example, you guys have Parkrun in Ireland, don't you? Um, I have no idea, Anna, to be honest with you, but I'm finding out. I was just talking to the guy in the running shop today. They definitely have road runs, but I don't know about park runs, no, because we don't have parks in the city like um, like a, a, a London does and stuff like that. I don't know if there's a park run thing, but I shall check it out. I will as well. And if there is, I'll get you signed up. So Parkrun <laughs> is like a free weekly time, 5K, when it's when there's not a global pandemic. Um, and like hundreds of people come together um, for this free timed 5K. It doesn't necessarily have to be in a park either. It can be like um, on a beach. I did one on a, a beach that was really hard. Don't try running on sand. Yeah, it's that's tough. Savage. I used to, I used to have um, to do that for, for rehab for doing my cruciate knee. Uh, my cruciate, I did my cruciate playing football years ago. But that was part of the training was running on the sand. Oh, it's awful. <laughs> it snaps your energy so bad. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so parkrun, uh, they, they happen on Saturday mornings around the world. Um, and they might, I'm sure there is some in, in the Republic of Ireland. Yeah. Um, and so basically, if you're a regular there, then you get your time every week. And so you can be competitive against yourself. Ah, so you can see how okay. you prove it. Yes. Got that benchmark. Yeah, yeah. Amazing. Yeah, well, I t I'll totally check that out. Now, I was doing your sub-20... Sub twenty minute five k program thing, and it was yeah. it was going great. And I, I, the reason I'm I'm talking about this is because I probably made some of the rookie errors that you're that you, that <laughs> people starting out in running are doing. So like I I was doing it was going really well. I was doing the uh, I got up to five weeks. My intervals were going well. I was uh, like running three forty five splits, and I was like, oh, I'm well on target here to do the to to be, to be able to do it. And what happened was I did stuff outside of what you guys have taught me to do and i started doing half marathons on a sunday <laughs> oh no oh no <laughs> and competing with myself and um i i did it like i i'd never run i literally had never run that far before in my life and uh yeah. one sunday i managed to get 136 which i was delighted with um but it was just like then i went to intervals on tuesday and uh, I was fine, but then the easy run on the Wednesday, I was like, ooh, I'm feeling a bit of pain here. Shin splints. Um, oh, no. So I'm actually back running, and I'm, I'm kind of starting base training, nice low. Um, uh, I got to get new trainers, all sorts of stuff to kind of uh, look after myself. What are, like, that is a, an example of doing too much too soon, injuring yourself. You have, she's nodding very, <laughs> yeah. very aggressively. That, those things that you're, you're not supposed to do. Um, why shouldn't you take on too much too soon, Anna? <laughs> because you will break and get injured. Yes. Um, the thing is, so what you're saying there is just happens to everyone. I do it all the time as well. I tried to do 200 miles in May. Oh, my God. And ended up with a terrible, terrible illness because I'd worn myself out. I was, you know, you, you can't underestimate what running does to your body on the inside. Mm. So... When you start running, there are lots of changes that happen to your body. Like you might lose some weight. You'll probably feel a bit muscly in certain places. Your legs might get a bit more defined. I noticed that in the shower when I was first started running. I was like, oh, <laughs> oh hello. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
so all of those kind of external things happen and that's great and you can see them what you don't appreciate is actually the stress that it can put on on the inside of your body as well because it's your body's working really hard to make you you like run well and mm. if you're cracking out a 136 half marathon you should probably take a week off after that all right okay <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't, <laughs> I didn't I didn't even re- realize that that I was yeah I was just because I, I felt so good after it as well I was like I could have done yeah. another 10k and that's the mistake that you make is you've been yeah. pounding your joints for a long and I was actually talking to the guy in the shop today he was really cool he was like sometimes it doesn't even matter how fast you've been going or not it's the time that your body has been yeah time on your feet exactly thank you Anna yeah, so I've exactly. made I've made I've made all the rookie errors. Listen, I won't take up any more of your time. I'm so grateful to you. If you could give some tips to people who are because I've had a few people messaging me going, I bought the trainers. I have the app. I'm just I'm just, you know, they're feeling nervous about it. They don't want to get out there. I've got a lot of messages about people feeling self-conscious. And I've been very open about that on the podcast about my wobbly belly and feeling self-conscious about bits and pieces like that. You know, um, yeah. what would you say to somebody who is a thinking of getting out there and I've been constantly advocating the runner's high like the mental health boost that I've been getting off this is is better than all of it than any times or like the what it does for my for my mental health is unbelievable what would you say to people who are thinking about starting out just do it just to steal a little phrase from a, a little company that I know. Um, no seriously like Nike have got it right like mm. just do it and it's it's easy for me to say that and the, the things that you've mentioned there are um, they, they can be really difficult to overcome so like the self-conscious side of things like I've worked really really hard for the last three years to actually feel okay with myself mm-hmm. um i've done a lot of work on body image and a lot of work on myself on like appreciating the fact that yeah my body's not perfect but it it helps me do these incredible things mm-hmm. like i got to go run an ultra in the azores yeah. thanks to my imperfect body do you mm-hmm. know what i mean mm-hmm. so if you are feeling self-conscious it might take some time to get over that because it's very flippant just to go no one cares for what you look like just go out and do it. But that is the truth. Like no one else will care. And as long as you can get over that, then you can start to embrace running. And what you've said there about how it, it improves your mental health and it makes you how it makes you feel that runners high, you can't describe it. You can't explain it until you go out there and you chase it yourself. So if you are thinking about going to run, just go, just try it. And don't do too much too soon. Yes, Stephen. Naughty. I'm slapping myself on the <laughs> hand here. Um, and there's no better place to, to find out about how to get started. No better, more encouraging place and uh, more accessible and breaking down everything than the running channel on YouTube, guys. You should check Anna out on the running channel. Do you feel ready to go out for a run now? I am actually. I got new. I got new. Um, uh, I got the Brooks Adrenaline today. So I'm going to go and <laughs> take them for my because uh, the guy said that's exactly what you want from your easy runs. Do you'll do 800k in them like don't be thinking about pace because i had other trainers that it was like you need to be doing your tempo runs in them just take you need something nice and easy and cushioning for your body so yeah. there you go Look at you expert love uh, it <laughs> yeah i i get so i get so far into these things i've watched all the movies on your list that you said by the way all the running movies i've watched them all <laughs> so, so um, good. listen thank you so much and i really appreciate it no worries happy running Thank you so much to Anna for coming on to the show. That is unfortunately all we have time for this week, ladies and gentlemen. But we always have time to say thank you. Thank you to everybody who has been sharing about Hello Steve-O podcast on their social media. If you listen on iTunes or Apple Podcasts too, please do give it a five-star rating. If you're on Spotify, just share it on your social media. If you want to become a patron of the show and buy me a coffee, you can just click on the Patreon link. Yeah, thank you to Jenna for coming on again. Thank you again to Anna. And thank you to my main man sitting on the porch in downtown sunny Sumter, South Carolina. Thank you again to Leon Vaughn who helps me out on the show. We will be back next week with our very first live guest again. Woo! Thursday, I shall see you guys in the Waffle House and on Friday, Patreons. Patrons, I shall be seeing you. I'll have something special for you on Friday as well. Ladies and gentlemen, have a great week. Thank you.
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.